Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 181st time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Uh, this is the NFL podcast that wasn't a key contributor to WrestleMania this weekend. If you want to tell me apart from Pat McAfee, I think that's how you do it. Like he was at WrestleMania and I wasn't. Other than that, pretty much everything's exactly the same. We make the same amount of money from the podcast, have the same sponsors, identical podcasts, except for the WrestleMania thing. I want McAfee. Oh, and I got Doug here. War on the shore. I got Doug here. <laughs> Dude, that was uh, that was actually really entertaining. Who who doesn't want to get like a stowed cold stoner from Steve Austin? Right. Somebody, um, one of the the barstool guys was like, "I guarantee you, he if he had to pick one day to live over again." it would be WrestleMania not punting in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you know what? That makes complete and utter sense. Like, I, I get it. Before WrestleMania, they were showing clips of McAfee making tackles, his three career tackles. Was, <laughs> they were a good one. They were good. He's a big guy. Yeah. And an athlete doing a backflip off the top rope, landing on his feet, sticking the landing. Box jumping up onto the top rope to you know do the next thing, suplexing the guy. Man, guys, guy can do it all. I tell you what, the, I cannot do those things again. That's how you'd tell me apart from Pat McAfee. That in the NFL punting career, Vince McMahon took the worst Stone Cold Center I've ever seen. Same, same night, same contest, same ring. Vince is getting up there. Yeah, did you see that one? I did. I did. Are, did did you get WrestleMania or just we talking the highlights? The highlights only. Yeah. I'm close. The the baby, the six year old. Not only did we go golfing for a second straight week this week, but somewhere in the last seven to ten days, he has said, "Dad, can we start watching WWE?" <laughs> And I said, absolutely, not realizing that WrestleMania was like the entire last two days. And um, anyways, that is going to be a thing that that he and I do from now on uh, is the WWE stuff. It's going to be great. Oh, God, man, dude, I me and my friends, we had all the wrestling buddies. Like if you combined us all, we had all the wrestling buddies. It was we were super young. I mean, Undertaker retired. Triple H. Undertaker got inducted in the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah. Um, Triple H retired. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. Man, it, it's, I mean, for a couple of, you know, late 30s, early 40s guys, that's fucking Nirvana right there. Yep. Um, WWE. Glad it's still going strong, man. I, I definitely fell off. It, but, it, it you know it ebbs and flows right yeah. like I was I was off of it by the time 
like when I was coaching my brother's soccer team, he was like a eighth grade or freshman or something like that. And like, I had gotten off wrestling by like, by the time I got to high school, but like he was like ninth, 10th grade, right. As like the attitude era and, and stone cold and all these guys were like really, you know, getting their, getting their, their place in the spotlight. And dude, he was like, I think three straight years or two straight years, I coached his team and the team name was like either the wolf pack or, new world order or some shit like that um yeah it was great so, so good yeah um but yeah good to see stone cold back that was, oh, yeah. that was awesome that was awesome um anything else happened this weekend for you this weekend this week i don't know since the last time i talked we only talk on here yeah i don't have phone calls with any of my friends it's texting and dms so the the chance to like my parents asked like you know they're like who do you who, who's who are you talking to these days i'm like uh i mean like you know I, I text with everybody but i talk to doug and trevor for an hour and a half once a week oh and, fuck where's uh, trevor is oh trevor's not here huh oh shit there he is he's actually a just speak of the devil there he is speak of the devil and he shall appear um welcome trev hey normally when trevor shows up late we get a specific kind of trevor are we getting that specific kind of trevor tonight nope. <laughs> oh goddamn <laughs> guess guess what i was doing working uh, on your car i was <laughs> right. yeah. the steering wheel or it actually was another steering wheel different Jeez. car though Different car. All right, all right. I guess that's fine. I sold one of my M cars and I got a old shitbox BMW wagon. With or without a steering wheel? Oh, it came with one, but it was really big and stupid, so I got a smaller one. Okay. Really changes the uh, the road feel of the car. And that, like with the smaller wheels, it's easier to do like the noises, right? Like, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> with my mouth, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah doesn't like if it's really big and like takes you a long time to steer it's like uh, right yeah. or you're just not making the noise with the big wheel yeah it's it's cruising <laughs> trevor how you doing buddy i'm good how are you guys good good we're good i'm at this point i'm just dancing around talking about frank gore that's really all i'm doing right now i'm willing to talk i mean about i was I, about- I, I, I wasn't gonna bring it up we we were talking about wrestlemania uh i'd asked doug what he was doing last week um uh some so i i i mentioned that my parents asked like hey who, who are you still talking to and i said oh, i don't really talk to anybody it's like text and dms and but i talked to trevor and doug once a week for the podcast and my mom goes hey, and my dad goes how's that going well yeah it's yeah it's fine we're you know just bullshitting around and my mom goes is that anything your mother should be listening to i said absolutely not <laughs> yeah mom no i mean <laughs> none of can, the other podcasters moms are listening you can subscribe and download but you certainly don't have to listen right leave no. a review mom but that's yeah. about it just so show your support you don't have to be involved yeah speaking of which um guys get out there drop a review i haven't asked for them and i haven't been getting them so 
now you're going to start hearing me beg on the podcast. So get out there. Drop a review. Yep. Grovel Please, corner. Yeah. The it's, grovel it's the, corner. Asking for, asking for reviews. It's the world world's oldest profession. Like and subscribe. Um. Anyways. So, yeah. Did anybody else's favorite football player ever retire officially? No. No. Okay. So I guess I'll go. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. I got to stop there. Otherwise, the uh, the copyright infringement. Um, to Francisco. Oh, um. God, a borderline, emo- like a lot of emotions this weekend. Yeah. Like a lot of them. W- one thing I knew about myself, but it was cemented. If you make a Frank Gore highlight video, I'm watching it. Does not matter time, day, quality, uh, whether it's a high school, college, boxing workout, um, anything, NFL, Colts, it could be a Jets high Frank Gore highlight tape, and I'm watching it. At this point, it doesn't even have to be him. Like we're watching his son's highlights now. Right. I'm good with that. I'm good like, with that. Just for, just for like the that one time that they both hit the hole the same way, and they like the 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 YouTube editor like overlays father over son, and you can just like see the similarities in their running style. I'm not sure that's happened yet, but somebody should get on that so that I can you know. To watch that 75,000 times in a day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of emotions. And I, I, I got the first text from the wife that I'm yelling. You know what, sweetheart? What, just now? Yeah, just now. Let, can she let you have anything? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Francis's day. Seriously. It's not about you. Um, <laughs> Is this about my first love? <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's sitting there. I mean, was he? Let's see. When did she and I start fucking dating? Uh, I moved down here in 05. Fuck. She got, she's got it by a year. Bitch. Um, yeah, she's got But the Niners were scouting them that year. So, right. I mean, he was there. He was started with Frank. He, so, by extension. Yeah, he was basically on the team already. Right. Yeah. You had, you had already watched him at Florida, at, at Miami. Right. 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 We're going we're gonna to say she comes. I mean, she knows where she stands. Yeah, sure. Yeah. At any given time, Frank is one of my three favorite people in the world. And I have a wife and two kids. So the others, those three are just fighting it out for two spots, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was my mentor from my old job. I always said he was in the top three. So it's really Frank, John. It's a rough fucking it's it's um it's a gladiator fucking academy here for that last spot my top three people of all time gotta earn your keep yeah and we don't even i mean i haven't even thought about who else might be in the top five other than anyways that's beside the point um yeah a lot of emotions i i didn't cry but like but like i could have (laughs) it still might come I mean, like, if I didn't have a, if I didn't, I don't know if it was like Frank retiring or the, the, the sinus infection that makes me want to pull my own teeth out. Um, that was like really behind the, the tears or the almost tears. 
but uh, we'll just go with Frank. Um, and, and my wife was like looking at me, like watching Frank highlight videos and like looking at his story and just like showing her every single NFL player that she knew that was posting about Frank and being like, look what he, well, look what they said. Look what nice things were said about Frankie. Um, and she's like, he didn't play last year. What is, why this shouldn't be a surprise to you. And I, I told my wife to shut up. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and I said, you'll, you're, you're not as important to me as him. And, 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 uh, that part I said less, less loud, but, um, but yeah, it was an emotional, emotional weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be like to, and, and the, the DMS not as crazy as they have been. Like I've posted some stuff about, you know, Frank and the love affair and, and, uh, and all that. And, um, and getting the, you know, he's not a hall of famer, you know, hall of very good, this type of shit. And, you know, listen, I'm, I'm pretty adept at, you know, battling back on these, but I found some new, like, I found some new things about Frank. Um, things that like I knew about the Niners, but I didn't realize about, I didn't like tie them together, but his entire career he never played with a quarterback that went to the pro bowl that year. Like Frank's teammate quarterback, like so Andrew Luck has made a pro bowl, but he didn't go to the pro bowl while Frank was there. Frank never played on a top 10 offense. Um, I think for like out of the first 10 years, out of his first 10 years of his career, which were all of his nine years, the highest the offense ever got was like 11. And that was like when he was in year eight or nine. Um, you know, that's past, supposed to be past your prime. Um, but he was the number one option. He never played with, so never played with a, um, a Pro Bowl quarterback. And for at least his entire time with the Niners, I didn't look at the, the other the teams, but like Colts, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. I can't really think of a Pro Bowl receiver that were on those teams either. Maybe there was one that like slipped through the cracks, but Frank basically never had any support for his 16 year career. Um, certainly not in the first 10, like the only skill position player from the Niners. Here's a question. Is tight end a skill position? Sure. Now I, it is. I mean, like, I think it should be. Yeah. But like, do when you say skill position, you're usually saying like running back, wide receiver, quarterback. But like I'd say that especially now, the tight end is a skill position. So the only skill position player that made the Pro Bowl during the entire time that Frank was on the Niners was Vernon Davis. It was just Frank and Vernon Davis, and Vernon Davis only made like two. Um, and uh, and then. I looked up, uh, um, oh, Frank, with uh, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, when, motherfuckers, um, he will be only, it's him and one other guy, and I forget the other guy, uh, the only running backs in the Hall of Fame that only have one 300-carry season um, to their name. Which is which was interesting to me. Like most uh, most of those Hall of Fame running backs, like they get fed the rock. Yeah. But uh, 
Frank, came, Frank came Sayers. Around, yeah, like Frank Frank came around at uh, at the time where like running backs they started respecting running backs at least like trying to keep them alive. Um, it was weird that like they started trying to prolong the running back's career, which obviously worked for Frank. Um, but they also realized that they could just pull, you know, they became interchangeable. And so, you know, we've had more running backs by committee in the last 15, 16 years than, than ever before. Um, but Frank was a fucking mainstay. Um, so, oh, and just in, in terms of like stat padding and all this other bullshit, Frank is is 15th all time when you just look at a running back's first 10 years. And I think that's a good spot for him historically. Like, I think 15 is a really nice spot for him um, in terms of, like, where does he rank among the best running backs of all time? He's the man. The five running backs taken before Frank Gore only combined to have 123 more yards than him in his right. career. I saw that tweeted somewhere, something like that. And he, he will recite them like Brady does the quarterbacks. Yeah. He, he, he knows them all. He's like, fuck that guy, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. You're cool. Fuck you. Um, anyways, just the uh, – and for a guy that just never – like some teams didn't have him on his on their draft boards. They're just like Frank Gore, no fucking way. I want his, names. I want because names. of his legs, right? Didn't he have issues with his feet and his knees? Uh, two ACL surgeries in college, and he had shoulder problems. Like they're like he's never going to make it to a second contract. Never mind, no running, barely any running back makes it to a second contract, and he missed fifteen games in sixteen seasons, and won his way into my heart. Such savagery. He's um I yeah, I think between like every all the bullshit he overcame, like uh learning disability in high school, like had to get like fucking tutors and shit to get him through the SATs and stuff and all that all that fun stuff, and then two ACL surgeries in college, and then to come out and become like and you gotta think that like this is like the value of having a chip on your shoulder. I recommend everybody get a chip on their shoulder at some point. Find something and just fucking dwell on it pathologically. And you will end up either going on a three-state killing spree or achieving something beautiful. I mean, maybe the first thing is the second thing, but like dwell on something like find a chip, find the chip on your shoulder. Because like when you have that like fucking purpose, like you have to think that like the reason he stuck around, A, he loves football. And if you if you if you read anything about what his, his teammates have said about him, they're like, that guy fucking loves football. Um, but that, uh, that you've got to think that like for a guy that like, again, teams took him off the draft board, they failed him fucking medically before he even got to the league. And then they said they, you know, he's not going to last. And yeah, think dude, fucking that contributes. Right. Anyway. I mean, Tom Brady's coming back. I dude fucking threaten me with a good time. <coughs> like if I could just see Frank tote the rock, like spe- like specifically in the Niners colors. Like if I could see Frank tote the rock, like one more time, I'm good. You know the whole like you know if I wish I could just have one more conversation with my mom, like that stuff. My mom's alive. I'd like to see Frank tote the rock one more time. One more carry off yeah. tackle. 
that that what that one day contract they're working on they're doing the one day contract you know um where you know he'll he'll and i don't mean tote the rock one more time and like steve young goes out and throws passes to jerry rice while they're both 60 like not i'm like i want him in pads i want the fucking lean i want him to fucking put somebody on their ass like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just instead of a one-day contract just sign a one play contract just fucking just give him one game like let him have a like even a fucking preseason game just get out there and like just go f- just just get out there and put on the colors again that's what they should do they shouldn't do this one day contract bullshit they should sign him to a fucking preseason contract be like yeah. hey dude i mean can't that guy do wonders for a locker room like can he just be on a practice squad well it's like you know it's like the um the jets fans are like man adam gay's given given frank all those carries kept other players from getting better I'm like you know what? A, go fuck yourself. Earn it. Uh, take it from him. You can't take it from a fucking 37-year-old running back. Then go fuck yourself. Um, but, like, a... Uh, just from, like, a... like He weighs less than he did when he came into the league. I mean, that's how good a shape he's in. Yeah, he's he's a yeah. Favorite football make... player of all time. Yeah. Like and, and like, I grew up watching like pretending to be Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young, like T.O. at the beginning of his career. Like Frank is Ronnie Lott. I named my bong after. I've got a signed jersey of his hanging in my room. Like it's Frank by an unfathomable distance. Really? Oh, like it's like. I would move Frank into my house right now if he got diabetes or something. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, like I would, I would widen the doors, um, you know, so like we could get the hospital bed, like whatever it took to make sure he was okay. But like, I, 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 I'm, I haven't been able to find his blood type to see if we match, so that I can put myself on a very specific organ donor list. Um, but. Uh, that's not to say I can't do it, you know. I could just, yeah. I could just, I could just DM him like every day and be like, "Hey, what's your blood type?" Just asking because I, I want to be there for you if something happens. What's crazy too is he played with like some crazy running backs at Miami, right? McGahee, Portis, Najee Davenport. Uh, I mean, yeah. Edger and James left like what a year before he got there. Willis McGahee was like the man for a minute. Clinton Portis, yeah. James Jackson. Former Brownie, all those guys played in the NFL. I mean that that twenty twenty that two thousand one Miami team is basically considered the most talented college football team of all time. Yeah, and and when he was the reason, Frank was the reason that some of those guys left early. Like Frank was the best running back on that team, and then he tore as a, as like a freshman, like. The the stories about Frank from college are McGahee, Portis, Najee Davenport were like, we better get the fuck out of here quick, or somebody's taking it, or he's taking our jobs. Um, like he was that he was that good. And then to do what he did without top end fucking speed, to do what he did on two ACL repaired knees. The same uh, knee, right? I don't know if it was the same knee. It's maybe the one thing I that in his blood type. 
I don't, those are the two things that I'm pretty sure I don't know. His middle name is Delano, Franklin uh, Delano Gore. What kind of, what kind of fanboy are you? Is it really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. FTG. I named my kids the, the stay at home when you're, when you're, uh, yeah. How come one of them is not Delano? When you're doing, um, <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing homeschool, Del. we were thinking of doing during the pandemic. You get to Delta. name you get to name your own school, and I was like, yeah. "It's the France, it's the Franklin Delano Gore Academy," <laughs> and like, <laughs> and I shit you not, we have T-shirts made up. Do you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Um. So yeah. So so the oldest kid's got a T-shirt. The wife's got like tank tops, and I've got I've got T-shirts. They're phenomenal. Anyways, we're absolute insane people mm -hmm. i mean my my family plays along frank's frank's poster has been in my son's room since the day he like before he was born like that's gonna go right there next to all your fucking yellow elephants and all this other bullshit frank's going right there anyways <laughs> legend god i, I miss him francis girl it felt so final like, like again, the wife was like, "You knew this was coming." I'm like, "Yeah, but like, dogs get old and they die, and it still hurts. Like, you can see things coming all the time. It still fucking hurts." Anyways, I'll tell you what, the older we get, hurts a little more, huh? I, dude, I the the shock I feel at feeling like I do at 40 over a professional athlete who I'm older than is a little bizarre. Sure. Um. But you know, I don't. I don't feel bad about it. I'm. I'm. I'm here for it. Just out here professing my love. Anyway, Man. what a career! What a uh, fucking career! I'm you so, made me a fan. I'll tell you that. I'm just so fucking proud of him. <laughs> well, I don't. The next thing on the agenda is is how about that basketball game? Which one? Championship game tonight? Championship game. Well, I mean, uh, like didn't Duke, even know. North Carolina beating Duke was all I needed. That was a great game. That was did, perfect. To just beat Shashevsky. Yeah. So his first loss in 1980 was to North Carolina. His last loss at Cameron Indoor Stadium, North Carolina. And then, of course, his final game ever, lost to North Carolina. Finishing his career 50-50 and 50 against North Carolina. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad they lost. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm usually rooting against Duke, but there was definitely some nostalgia during their little run there in the Final Four. I'm... I'm Final Four is good enough, you know. He doesn't need to win a championship. Yeah, I, and and just the the losing to like all of those cheap didn't bastards they, that he's coached. Didn't they not even make the tournament last year? Or that was North Carolina. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't keep up with college basketball like at all. I didn't even like the Duke North Carolina game was the first game of March Madness that I'd watched this year. Um. 
normally the wife the wife and I used to do a bracket and the loser had to pay for dinner. But now that we have the same bank account, it's kind of lost its uh, you know, it's kind of lost its thing. I think I'm going to try and bring it back for next year where loser have to let the other one go away and like get a fucking staycation for the weekend. Put some real stakes behind this and just like the other the loser has to stay home with the two feral children. <laughs> That'd be a good one. That's high stakes right there. Yeah. Um, and we're on equal footing because I don't follow college basketball at all and she doesn't either. So just it's just we're just one of us is just randomly gonna be miserable for a weekend and the other one's gonna be fucking relaxed. Uh, and then that never happens. Normally, we're both just miserable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy game tonight. I know North Carolina was up fifteen at halftime, and they blew it. Yeah. I was rooting for for Hubert Davis just because Huberts need more good things to happen to them. I mean, how many more Huberts are there? That that oh yeah, we're gonna talk about what was the last one we did? Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Let's talk about Hubert. Shout out to that Oscar guy that DM'd you. Uh, so all of a sudden, Oscar like started popping up everywhere, like the Disney Chimps movie that my kid watches. Um, it's like really- a, it's like when you buy a car, you see it everywhere. Exactly. Like all of a sudden, Oscar started coming out of the fucking woodwork. I had people DMing me like I'm in line behind an Oscar. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this under- is like it, this yeah. is this like I need to start talking about things like. Hey, remember that time one of my followers won a million dollars in the lotto? And just see if that happens. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good basketball game. Pause. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I, I, don't, I don't. So the next thing on, on the list here is, is Dan Snyder dumb fucked up. Um, so you're going to lose this team? Uh, it, I mean, you gotta think. That's what's best for the world, right? Well, it's like you. The other owners aren't gonna fuck. You know, you got Bob Kraft and his his uh, sexual foibles. You got Jerry Jones. It just coming out now that like he's been paying child support to a uh, to a you know uh, for, for a child he he had at a at a wedlock for like twenty years ago. Um, it's like, so like the sexual stuff, like sexual harassment stuff, none of that is enough to like get the other billionaires to like raise a stink because you know, these motherfuckers have skeletons in their closet and you know, they're like, listen, if I point the finger, Dan, this shit's going to blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like, Hey, just let, let the guy go. You know, we'll take heat for a little bit. It'll go away. And and that's all fine, right? But just don't, I don't want the spotlight on me is what every other owner's thinking. But now Dan Snyder is accused and by Congress. They're fucking subpoenaing, subpoena, subpoenaing? Subpoenaing. Subpoenaed. 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 Subpoenaing. Subpoenaing. It's subpoenaing. He, uh, he, uh, Congress Definitely. is involved, and he has allegedly. So, NFL teams are supposed to pay forty percent of ticket sales back to the visiting team. And old Daniel J. Snyder—I don't know the Jay's middle name—but um, is uh, has was able to figure out a way around that for a few years, apparently. Um, so basically what I'm, I'm getting at here is the only rule of billionaires club is you don't steal from other billionaires um, or at least billionaire NFL owners, billionaires club. And it looks like he did that. So this is, I think this is like one of those, like you're fucking with my money, you're fucking with my emotions kind of thing. Um, and if this is true, he's for sure out like a thousand percent out. Which makes then, me happy and sad at the same time. And this is some like twenty-four-year-old ticket guy that's taking him down. Oh, really? I see. I haven't gotten into any of the details just because I don't like reading about Dan Snyder. Like, even just like reading his name makes me ill. Um, but do tell. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I that's, yeah, that's the extent. <laughs> yeah, the latest allegations of financial misconduct against Snyder stem from. Testimony by Jason Friedman, 24-year-old ticket ticketing employee of the Washington front office. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So, so this this Friedman, Jason Friedman guy, his allegations are what's uh, starting all this. My, it just reminds me of the whistleblower, the attempted whistleblower scene from Dark Knight. Like you, yeah. <laughs> You think your boss is a masked vigilante who spends his evenings beating up criminals and you you think you're going to blackmail him? No. Yeah, that was good. No, no I didn't. <laughs> um, the, uh, 
But yeah, stealing from the other owners. Scumbag. He's even giving billionaires a bad name. I guess, I mean, maybe I kind of like that, actually. Fuck those billionaires. Yeah, but for himself, I mean, this isn't Robin Hood. This is just Robin. Yeah, fuck him, though, right? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I I just think I don't want Daniel Snyder to have more money, and I certainly don't want him to have any prestige, right? Like, being one of 32 NFL owners is important-ish, you know? Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a knighthood in this country. Sir Daniel J. Snyder of commies. Yeah, I mean he's uh, it's it's like it's like a lordship, yeah. (laughs) The Earl of Commie. No, but it's like what. and it's like, what do they do? They force him to sell it, right? And then he just gets a billion, you know, a couple billion, and he's gone. Oh, what a poor guy. Yeah, but like that, he doesn't need the billions, right? I mean, like that's the, I mean, maybe he does. Maybe that's why he was stealing. But like, you know, there's, uh, he shouldn't need the billions, right? He's, he's, yeah. he's liquid, right? He's always able to come up with the big signing bonuses and stuff like that. And like that takes actual cash. But, but as uh, far as, uh, you know, royally fucking up a giant company, a nice consolation prize, $3 billion. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be the first CEO to fucking uh, get, a, get a golden parachute on the way out. Yeah. That's not when I when I'm taught when I talked earlier about having a chip on your shoulder. And on the one hand, you could turn into Frank Gore. On the other hand, you could turn into Daniel Snyder. And just be like. You could you you could be the millionaire Frank Gore who is universally beloved, or you could be Daniel Snyder who literally nobody likes. Yeah, like not even the um, the crusty billionaires hate him now too. He's got nobody. Yeah, when it when I mean, even the when even your crusty billionaire friends won't have your back, you know. Well, I mean, essentially, he was taking money out of their pockets, so yeah, they're gonna go after him now. Yeah, I just hope it's public. I hope they don't. I hope they don't do it quick. I hope, I hope it gets dragged out. I hope all this. I hope they like. You know how when a player leaves town, and it's all like, oh yeah, he didn't work hard, and you know we uh, we gave him an empty playbook one time, and and uh, to take home and study, and he brought it back, and and we said, uh, what'd you think? Uh, what'd you think of the the read option we put in there for? And he's like, oh, I love it. Let's run it. You know, it's like those types of stories that come out. I really want more of those Daniel Snyder stories to come out. Like, I really want, like, tar and feather him with, like, just, you know, just a... Yeah, just a there's got to be some bad ones with that guy. Like, they've got all those emails. All of them. Maybe that's where they fucking... Oh, no, you said it was the, the whistleblower thing, though. Maybe that was just part of it, you know? I mean, how much do you got to hate your boss? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't put extra money in your pocket. But at 24 to be like, yeah, I took down an NFL owner. That's fucking, you know, <laughs> that goes on the resume. Wild. Yeah. Um, speaking of being forced out, Bruce Arians is gone. 
Yeah, what yeah, so, yeah, we had more what, details about that. Yeah, is there something more to that than was there some was there a rift between him and Tom Brady? There there was reports of that at the end of last this last season that like you know there's there's apparently like work ethic concerns with Arians that you know maybe he's not the uh the grinder that uh you know other coaches are. Um, and, and I would absolutely 1000% believe that like that is the most believable rumor I think I've ever fucking heard. Um, yeah, not that he's lazy, but that like, I mean, he's a cancer survivor, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he a retired cancer survivor who wears a fucking Kangol hat in all seriousness, like unironically wears a Kangol hat and is a cancer survivor. <clears throat> That guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, did they do a one of the specials involved him? Was it the Hard Knocks? Yeah, they, he's been. Yeah, they've done the Hard Knocks. He, yeah, he well, was very like, like golf cart guy. Like he's already half retired. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got you know Tom Brady got him his ring. They ran it back the year after, basically the same crew, and then Brady was like, "I'm out." And Bruce Aaron was like, cool, I'll stick around. And I, I guess the 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 idea is that if you're not on the conspiracy theory side of things, that Brady forced him out. The other theory was going to be that Arians was going to leave the team to Todd Bowles um, as soon as it was like, as soon as he wasn't like dumping a team on Todd Bowles. Like he wanted to give Todd Bowles like, an anti-Jets team. Yeah, inherit a good situation. Right, exactly. Just basically anything that w- doesn't involve a New York football team. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so when Brady came back, that's when apparently Arians is like, oh, perfect timing, I'll dip. And they just like spaced it out and so that it didn't look like Brady's back, Arians is out, and there's like this this huge rip. So that would be the anti-conspiracy theory. I don't know. What I a like guy. I what like the conspiracy. I, I like the like, hey, he's not a grinder. I could I could be Bruce Arians absolutely says eight to fifteen times a week. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, probably. Like if you if you pulled a string on his back, that would be the first thing that came out of his mouth. And so to like Brady comes back and he's like, "Fuck, I gotta try this year." God damn it! Okay, Todd, you're up, bro. You just I'm like, fucking. I'm gonna ride my Kangol hat off into the sunset. Just turned into the Sergeant Murtaugh of the NFL. Right. Two days till retirement. They got, too old they, got for this shit. Extra, they got three extra movies out of him after he was two days from retirement. That's yeah. And spoiler alert, there's another one on the way. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> yes. What in Christ could either of those two guys still offer us at this point? I think Gibson's directing it because uh who directed those movies? He's passed away recently. Oh, I know. Um, um, not Ivan Reitman, right? No. Um, this is what Google's the, for. Yeah, the Lethal Weapon movies were directed by 
Richard Donner, Dick Donner. <laughs> R. I think I think we made the Dick Donner joke is is like a Dirty Sanchez thing in the past. There <laughs> needs to be a sex act named after Dick Donner. Um, Legend. The uh, there's a fifth one coming out. That's the rumor. Jesus. That'd be no, uh, but I'm on, I'm on I'm on team conspiracy theory on this one. You can't fool me. That man was that man is like just didn't want to put up with any more of Brady's fucking shit. And uh, Brady tried to elegantly get himself traded, and like threw up the fucking you know shot off the road shot off the flares saying like, "Hey, I'm retiring." But he didn't actually say the word retiring. He's like, I'm stepping away or, you know, whatever. And uh, never actually, you know, uttered the words retirement. And then uh, when, when air, they basically had a staring contest. And, and like, Aaron's just is like, I know you're not retiring. I like, like, Aaron's is playing chess here, maybe. Right, he's like, I know you're not retiring. We're not fucking trading you. Come back so I can give the team to 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 Todd Bowles. That kind that would make sense to me a little bit. Where that like Brady was the one being manipulated by Arians. That like Brady wanted out. Everybody knew Brady wanted out. Didn't want to coach for Arians, but Arians wasn't going to fucking hand off Blaine fucking Gabbert to Todd Bowles. And and so Arians engineered, he was the puppet master pulling at the strings um, and got Brady back just from, you know, just Brady broke first. Pussy. Guy's got no backbone. Yeah. What's he ever done? Mm, spineless jellyfish. Like a lawn chair. Folded. Yeah. yeah, no, interesting. I'm happy for Todd Bulls, though. It's good to see him get a going into a good situation. I think he deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's run it. And and I like what he did. He didn't give the team to, to Leftwich, I think, because like Leftwich's career is, is on the ascension, right? And yeah. and uh you know, defensive coaches don't get hired, black coaches don't get hired. Black defensive coaches really don't fucking get hired. And uh, Arians, who has, like, Arians, like, staffed his entire staff. He had the most diverse staff of probably anybody in the league. Um, and uh, I wonder if the Bucks get two third-round picks as for hiring the, for hiring the, the minority coach. It'd be interesting. Yeah, promoting from within. I don't know how that. Yeah, but apparently there's a loophole in the Rooney Rule. Not that they're not that it's like ironclad, anyways. But because the firing or the transition happened so late, the Bucks were under no obligation to abide by the Rooney Rule. Not that Todd Bowles didn't qualify, but like, um, so Jerry Jones could conceivably be looking at this and be like. Fuck it. They could he could fire Mike McCarthy next week. Trade some picks to Sean to the Saints for Sean Payton 
and Sean Payton's head coach of the Cowboys without having to abide by any of the Rooney rule suggestions. Yeah, it just feels like a Jerry Jones thing to do. It's going to happen. Sean Payton is going to coach the Cowboys at some point. Yeah. That's too bad, too. They don't deserve him. Nah. Um, it's a little bit ago, but did you guys did you guys see Jim Irsay just kind of fucking ether Carson Wentz every chance he got? <laughs> no. Let me see if I can pull up the fucking quote. How, I mean, I, he basically said, "What did, I mean? What did he say?" I guess. I guess I got to hear it again. <clears throat> but I'm, we just, I'm we knew we prepared as always. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's crazy anyway. I mean, Ursa's nuts. I got to, right? man, wouldn't you love to, I would love to interact with some of these people to get, like Carson Wentz. How bad can he really be? I, okay. So here's Ursa. I think the worst thing you can do is have a mistake and try to keep living with it going forward. For us, it was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious. Man, like this is on the so NFL. Honest. This is this is on the NFL.com website. No disrespect to Jacksonville, but I mean they're the worst team in the league. You play well and hard for the first quarter or so, and they're looking to go to the locker room and clean it out. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You say, "My God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected." I think that we feel like we did. You guys, it, it's uh, you guys got to pick you. Your guys got to pick you up and carry you through Jacksonville. He has to do it. Not an option. Has to. No excuses. No explanations. <laughs> just fi- like I, I need the ether beat behind that. <laughs> dude. Man, damn, dude. Watch it. Man, the commie snatched him right up. Didn't even so let the agency play out. Why did they do that? Interesting. Because, uh, you know, they're who they are. I'm starting to believe in, I mean, Trevor's got his, you know, his, uh, I think Trevor's got his, you know, the, uh, uh, the franchise is the franchise is the franchise and it doesn't matter who you rotate through there, that there's still going to be hot garbage. There's still going to be drama. There's still going to be bullshit. Like that's basically his thesis behind the Eagles and the jets and yeah, the C words, the commies. But like, it's just, I mean, it's, it's that is a, the, a fish rots from the head. Like that is just a, that is just an awful owner empowering stupid people to make shitty decisions. Yeah, anyways. And then we waited all this time to talk about the, to not talk about the big trade that happened today. Like eight picks got swapped or some shit. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles got uh, two first-round picks this year and next year. Who? Yeah, what was the trade? What happened? Eagles. Eagles, Saints. Eagles, Saints. So the Saints traded uh, the 16th. No, they got the – no, they traded the 16th pick for the 18th and 19th picks. But they also gave up, like, next year's first, a third, and two years from now, second. Like, they gave up a lot. You know, like basically, 
they gave up I kind of about what the Dolphins gave up for Tyreek Hill for the 16th pick in the draft. It's a confusing trade. So, yeah, so... So now New Orleans has the... What, the 18th and the 15th pick? Or 17th? I thought it was 18th and 19th. But they, they were like right maybe there. Maybe it's 15th, yeah. But they're now picking back-to-back both picks. It's the Saints yeah. and the Eagles. Interesting, yeah. Jeez, that is a lot of picks. They got a first and a Yeah, they gave up a first and a second next year, or a first next year and a second in 2024. To do what? To move up two right. spots? There and to be in, I mean, to get, I think they and did get, it to get an extra got first. A, yeah, and they got this the year. extra first. So they got the extra first this year. So now theoretically they've got the ammo to go get a quarterback. But like, to, to I mean, if you're going to copy the, the Niners trade, right, who moved up from about the same spot, that's three picks you're giving up. Three firsts to get high enough to kind of guarantee yourself. And there's no guarantee, like, you don't even know where to move. Like the Niners at least knew that if they got to the third pick, they'd get their choice of at least three quarterbacks from this draft. But like, there might not even be three quarterbacks from this draft that are good. Or even go in the first round. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think Jalen hurts is good. I don't know why the Eagles are always Sound like they're hunting for the next quarterback with him. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do think he's – I mean, he's decent. He's better than a lot of starters out there, that's for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be miserable if he was the quarterback. Um, At the same time, right, like the Eagles are, are – the Eagles are like – they gave themselves last year. They're like, okay, we've got the picks this year. They can go get a quarterback. Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts. What did he do last year? Let me just let me just look up. So I've got I got this. Uh, I might have mentioned at the top of this. I got a fucking sinus infection. And um, you always, don't you always have a sinus infection? No, dude. Like ever since the fire and we like deep clean the house. Like like there's there was like no dust. Like literally no dust in the house. Um, and I haven't had even a fucking sniffle fucking since we moved back into the house. Um. But this is, and my nose is clear. I'm not, no runny nose, no nothing, but like my fucking jaw hurts. Like it is my, I've got a sore throat and my fucking jaw hurts. And I think it's from sharing toast with my son. I shared food with him. He didn't eat his, he didn't finish his Vegemite toast, which is delicious. Um, and I, I gobbled it up and now I've got a sore throat. My fucking jaw hurts. Like somebody just fucking socked me. And I've got a fucking conference I got to go to two days from now. Um, so, okay. So 61% passer, 3,100 yards, 16 TDs, nine interceptions. And then I'm sure there's some rushing yards here to, to throw in here. Yeah. Another 784 yards rushing with uh, another 10 touchdowns. So 
26 TDs, almost 4,000 yards. I mean, that's a, you know, low 60s completion percentage. That's basically, you know, that's Kaepernick. That's where Kaepernick was when he was under Harbaugh. That's a, that's a, that's a guy, right? Like, I mean, that's a, you know, top 20 quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. First first full year starting. That's pretty good. Um, so I think, but they're, they're giving themselves another year, right? Like they, they, they're like, okay. Well, the quarterback, quarterback class will be better next year than it is this year too. So it's good to kind of. Yeah, so it's like Jalen Hurts wasn't so bad that they're like, hey, we got to reach for a so-so draft quarterback in the draft. So let's give him another year. We'll kick the can down the road. We get the two picks in next year's draft. And um, if we got to move up to, to go get one, we'll move up to go get one. Dare, it's smart of the Eagles. Now they actually have to pick the right guys, which... I mean, I'm no, I'm no fucking genius. Who did they give up again? The Eagles gave up two firsts this year and got back a first this year, a first next year, a third this year, and um, no, they give up one one first. Two, so one first this year, one first next year, a third this year, a second two years from now. I think is about is about right. It was just picks traded. Just picks. Yep. Interesting. No, now that now they got to go. Now they got to go uh, do their thing. Did they have two firsts this year already? They they had three. Now yeah. they have two. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so they had to give up two then, right? So they give up two, got one back this year. So now they've got two net this year and and two next year. And then they've got an extra third this year and an extra second two years from now. That's a lot. Yeah. And a second in 2024. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's... it's um, I mean, does... The, the the Saints coaching staff doesn't feel like it's a very permanent coaching staff. Not at all. No. Right? Like Dennis Allen. They they just kind of like, okay, Peyton kind of retired out of nowhere. Bump up Dennis Allen, keep the rest of the band together. And and but like all those guys are I mean, you know, they they were loyal to. I mean, Dennis Allen might want his own guys at some point. All those other guys were loyal to Peyton and not Dennis Allen. So it's like some this could end up really goofy. And now you end up if you're obviously doing this to pick a quarterback, um, or maybe not. Maybe this is how you reload after losing Taron Armstead and what. Marcus Williams is, is that his name? The safety, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is how they reload around yeah, Jameis. And Alvin Kamara's arrest, I feel like, has fallen to the wayside. Now, a lot of people are talking about that. What's going on with him? That's a that's a good point. 
I haven't heard anything about that. Michael Thomas has is a shell of himself. When was the last time that guy produced? His basket case. Yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, it's I don't understand. <clears throat> I don't understand what the Saints are doing. It would make more sense if they didn't draft a quarterback this year, and they were like, "No, we just wanted two first this year because, like, you know, we need we need talent." Right, and and we're fine with Jameis. That would make that would make some sense to me, because if you're the owner and you're listening to this bullshit, and you're like, "Hey, I didn't even really want you to coach the team. Why do you think I'm going to give you a quarterback to groom?" Like, you might not be here for six months. Like, don't get fucking comfortable, bro. Like, you know, you better use these picks on not a quarterback, because a, I just paid money for Jameis Winston. Uh, and B, I don't trust you to fucking pick a quarterback and and be able to coach him up. Like, yeah, yeah. Down the sounds, their D coordinator there was right. Yeah, they. I mean, they kept the offensive coordinator, but like he's kind of almost never called plays. Yeah. Like, so it's like that he's doing something new. Anyways, it's just all. It doesn't make much sense on any level. They gave up too much. It's a weird draft to give up that many picks to go get a quarterback. Or so I'm told. Um, and uh, uh, and and I don't think that coaching staff is actually going to be there long term. Like I'd be surprised if Dennis Allen made it two years. This is old, like Vikings, Dennis Allen, Raiders, right? Yeah, I think you're thinking Dennis Green, who's dead. Yeah, I'm thinking Dennis Green. So he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> that, that, that's my that's my dad's line. Is he still dead? Yeah, dad, he's still dead. Still dead. <laughs> All right, I um, I'm in too much pain to do this, to do hockey corner this week. I just, I just can't. Okay. I just can't. So okay. we're gonna de- we're gonna delay hockey corner for a week. Um, I think but, it's the uh, right thing to do. The um, you guys wa- <laughs> you guys you guys watching anything lately? I'm I've restarted a uh, I'm doing a community rewatch. Ooh, I Ooh. did that last year. It's a good one. Community's fantastic. It's so fucking good. So fucking good. So good. What I, I have been watching some stuff. I'm on my and the wife has started a, our fourth rewatch of Ted Lasso, which I can't argue with. Uh, four, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think we we watched it. Uh, then we watched it again, like almost right after the first season ended, and then we watched. We might have watched it again right before. We certainly watched season one again right before season two started, and I think we've done. This is our second season two time through. I don't know. This might it could be our fifth. I don't know. Huh. It shows just delightful. You guys watching Winning Time? She is. I'm not. It's not really good. It's very good. She she did say that John C. Riley was born to play. Yeah. Like it's, it's the only very thing good. It's shot really well. It's really cool. But was it worth it? Adam McKay, Adam McKay picking 
John C. Riley over his best friend Will Farrell and ruining their friendship and production company Dick Sanchez. I think we referenced that. That is no more. Will Farrell, Adam Care on the house. Of... He was supposed to be Jerry Buss. Will really? Farrell was. Yeah. They're not friends anymore. Ruined it. John I C. Riley. I thought they just kind of went. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, not John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I thought that they had gone their separate ways because, like, Adam McKay wanted to do, like, Vice and, like, more, and, like, the big short and more political stuff. And Ferrell was like, yeah, that's <clears throat> funny and, and all, but, like, that's not me. Um, that was my understanding of it, but, like, man. That's probably part of it, too. Winning, definitely, time, winning time I, broke I, him up. I heard. I heard Will Ferrell really wanted that part. As really should. Really wanted that. I mean, one. he would have. He would have yeah. done well with that. It's just. It's kind of harder to. <sighs> I mean, you'd always just think about it being funny with Will Ferrell. Yeah. Right? Like they take a while to to swallow that it wasn't funny or it wasn't supposed to be, you know. I mean, and Farrell's Farrell's like I don't know, maybe too tall to be like a chubby playboy because like Bus is out there banging chicks. Yeah, but Bus is tall. Was he? Yeah, I thought he is. Just always pictured him as kind of like no. Yeah, when I think of him, I keep seeing uh, Ben Stiller's dad. Right. Yeah, no, that's not, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jerry Buss. So hit this, this, oh, this is Jeannie's, because Jeannie is tall too. I know the daughter. Yeah, she is tall. So my dad's best friend who died. 10 years ago this year. The, the, um, the, the Jesus doing a push-up? The Jesus doing, the, the crucifix falls over and Jesus is doing a push-up. That tattoo covers his entire back. Um, that, um, he passed away. Uh, he passed away. Uh, we found out the morning of, um, the morning after my bachelor party. Ooh. Ooh. So that became, instead of just having like, and my brother was there with me instead of just having like hungover breakfast at bubs with like maybe uh, some mimosas it was like okay we're doing fucking maker's mark shots like for you know like 10 in the morning um and ripping through those emotions um but uh what the f- but anyway so his son dated genie bus for a while uh-huh. um anyway that's his son was a hockey player and ended up dating Jeannie Bus for a while. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So Jerry Bus, how tall do you think he was? I just six three. Five ten. Oh shit. Never mind. This is I just skimmed over something that was like it said he was five nine, but like I also didn't trust the website. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I'm looking at Jim Bus. I messed it up. I mean, Kobe's 
Kobe's got six inches on him. Kobe's six six. Yeah, he's he's like a foot shorter than Magic. Yeah, yeah so I think he's like five nine. Yeah, he's know. he's not six foot. He's between. He's, he's in the fives. Is my. That's my that's my, fucking investigative reporting here. But I, yeah. I anyways. Are you guys googling this? Does this not come up? We're looking at we're looking at pictures, man. I mean, there's this there's a picture here of like. Jamie and Magic and Phil Jackson and like, I mean, Magic's supposed to tower over you. He's six nine, but like, Jerry barely comes up to his chin. Jerry. You got to think Magic Johnson's head, you know, is nine inches. Minimum. 1.78 meters is, tall. What the fuck? What, where, where is this coming from? That's what I saw, too. That's like 5'8". That, that was the side I saw, and I'm like, I clicked on the side. That doesn't seem, it just didn't seem reputable. Yeah. The yeah. weather for me. That's, yeah, says 5'8". All right. But anyway, so it's like, I th- but th- th- beside the point, like, Farrell just doesn't, you know. I mean, just yeah. fucking amazing it's, in that role. Yeah, Jerry, I'm, I'm Jerry Buss was ripping through pussy in the fucking 70s and 80s. Well, that he, is, he does the same thing in this show. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, there are boobies in this show. <laughs> boobies. Ripping boobies. through it. Yeah. That's that's kind of I mean not to not no, you know no spoiler but that's how like the Laker girls came to be. Um, and there's some story to that with Genie Bus as well and Paula Abdul. Yep, Paula Ooh. Abdul as Laker girl number one. The wow. OG. So, anyway, I'll I'll start watching it. The the it's the, fantastic. Two people two people I trust with. Thumbs up. I'll, I'll and the guys, the guy that plays Magic, the guy that plays uh, Kareem, and uh, the dude that plays Jerry West, who is in, he's in a lot of things. Really um, good. The Jerry West role I heard was was way off base. Like he wasn't the alcoholic they're portraying him as. And Pat Riley is uh, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Uh, yeah, like yeah. there's some serious talent in the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a run. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm just waiting for some of the for the episodes to stack up. I'm sick of the one episode a week shit. Yeah, it's tough to do that. I'm not. I don't, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. And you guys, either one of you, alien guys. Yeah. Have you seen Raised by Wolves or Raised by Wolves Two? No, nah, you told me about it. I'm, it's in my queue. It's coming. I'm gonna watch it soon. I mean, it's yeah, you know, a grain of salt, but it's def- it's in the it's in the family. It's in the. Uh, uh, what's my call it, family? Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. I've been wanting to watch that. I've been. I just started rewatching Justified. Did you guys ever see that show? I was no. always on my list, and I never got started. But on, I love. I love the elephant in the room. And um, he's good. Um, he was the villain in Die Hard 4, which I think we need to pay some respect to our guy Bruce Willis, who oh, had to retire um, from acting. That's right, yeah. 
And then she left the the it's Razzies. A fucking situation. Yeah, the Razzies had to take back. Uh, they like took down all the stuff about him. Like it's like, oh shit, this guy was making all these movies at the end of his career to get some money because he knew his career was ending. Which I heard like, you know, one of my inside connections in Hollywood. He was telling me that he heard that he had Alzheimer's like five years ago. So it must have been. How do you say it? Asphasia. Aphasia, yeah. Aphasia. It's like basically forgetting how to talk. Yeah, dude. He's Bruce Willis will always be one of my all-time favorites, man. It's sad, but had to had to run Die Hard in honor. I um I did uh I've seen Die Hard recently. I ran Armageddon. Oh man. If you want to run a Bruce Willis movie, The Last Boy Scout, run that. That's Um, a good one. I was I have realized I haven't seen as many Bruce Willis movies as I should. I feel like I've seen all of them, you know, except for the last like couple of years when they've been yeah, terrible. I'm not counting those, but like I haven't seen any of the whole nine yards. I didn't see either of those. Those were good. Those are solid. Yeah. Um, you ever see Last Man Standing? Didn't see that one. Like I saw, I saw violent. like I saw like Hudson Hawk. Um, <laughs> Hudson Hawk was good, even though it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny Ayala. What's Last Man Standing? Which one is that? He's uh, he's got guns and he, he's dressed like an old timey man in like in like a oh is it uh, town is out it, in the middle of nowhere? Oh yeah, that was good. It's a, it's like a it's like a soft reboot of like a Japanese samurai movie, but with guns and white dudes. <laughs> I think I have seen that. It it's super good. violent. I'll give yeah. it that. Yeah. Um, Death Becomes Her was legit. Very legit. Great movie. Great movie. I saw, like, I've seen Striking Distance. That was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw Color of Night. That was a that was a, a go to when I was thirteen. Um, Sexy time. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see what else here. Twelve Monkeys. I never saw. That was good. That's a crazy movie. Obviously, Pulp Fiction. And I never sure. saw Fifth Element. What? Ooh, wow. That's, you got to get that one. That's got to go to the top of the queue, dude. I'll give it a run. Now that I'm now that I've kind of le- leaning a little more into the sci-fi stuff, I, I will give it a run. Very, very, never very, saw very the, good. Never saw The Siege. The Siege. Um, does Sixth Sense make a non-diehard... Bruce Willis top five movie. The Sixth Sense, yeah, yeah. Look who's talking. He was the voice of the baby. Yep. Was he really? And the sequel as well, Bonfire of the Vanities. He's made. He's been in some great movies. Tears of the Sun. I liked for a long time and then didn't. Like I stopped I walked, liking it recently. I walked out of that movie. <sighs> really? Yeah, I walked out of that movie in the theater. <laughs> I was I excited for it, and I was like, this is terrible, and I walked out of it. The only movie I've ever walked out of was Zoolander. <laughs> and <clears throat> maybe, um, I should, maybe I should revisit Tears of the Sun if you're walking out of Zoolander. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I blame walking out on Zoolander on who I was watching the movie with, not necessarily the movie. Was it, uh, it was, Louise? No, it was um, girlfriend between the the long term girlfriend I had between the stints with the wife. Oh yeah, 
and like just a a, a joyless person um and uh, i think like you know it's like for a funny movie like other people kind of have to be laughing a little bit yeah and uh it's just a bad movie partner so i because mm-hmm. i love zoolander since and i i so i blame i blame my the company i kept at the time this is pre santa barbara this is like it's Antoine, Antoine we, 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 Fuqua, huh? I, I, I applied to Santa Barbara. I got in and I basically told her like, um, yeah, I'm going to Santa Barbara. And she's like, you're going to get AIDS. And I'm like, uh, and then I said a, a bunch of really, really terrible, terrible, terrible things to her. Um, and then we didn't talk for a while until she found me on MySpace. And that's when I decided that I'm not going to be on social media which is why I never had a Facebook account. <laughs> so, oh, and now look that. at me, 117,000 followers. <laughs> Fucking like a boss. Where are you, bitch? Um, anyways. All right. I got to run. I'd like the sinus infection, man. Like sounds are too loud. Lights are too bright. Like I, I just, I got to go to bed. As Bill Walton would say. He was seeing sounds, yeah, smelling colors. It's about what it's like, except all of the colors are look like pain. Um. Anyway, boys, appreciate you. All right, guys. See you. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com